Revelation and reception. In his journey from Bethany to Jerusalem, Jesus wanted to see a change in location as well as condition for his disciples by them taking two simple steps that we'll talk about here in a moment. If this sounds familiar, you may have heard it preached a little bit, some of these things before. So you just bear with me and you can take notes again. And when a baby takes the first two couple of steps in life, the result is always joy and happiness in the hearts of the mother and the father. This only comes when they let go of the baby's hands and let him take that step alone. Somebody say alone. Look at your neighbor and say, you got to do it for yourself. There are some steps in life, in life, that Jesus Christ is wanting his church to take by yourself. There's some things that he wants you to do. There's some things that Jesus can't, he can't take them for you. The church can't take them for you. You've got to do it. Somebody say, I got to do it. Those shaking and wobbly and unbalanced steps must be taken by you if you are ever going to get anywhere in your walk with God. You've got to make the decision. You've got to, you've got to put in the work, if you will. You've got to try your best. And I, I always use this. I don't know why I go there. It's probably because I need to lose more weight. But you are not going to get your trainer to lose the weight for you. You've got to do that on your own. Amen, somebody. Put your stamp down right now. If you want to get in shape, you've got to get in shape yourself. You've got to do that. I mean, you can watch all the workout videos you want to. You can read about all the nice meals that you should make, but you've got to make the nice meals, and you've got to go to the gym for yourself. Amen? I'm about to have revival right now. Praise the Lord. Everybody's going to be revived. Holy Ghost, amen. There's some things that we've got to do. Somebody say revelation. In our story that I read to you a moment ago, Lazarus is dead. Martha and Mary are depressed. Thomas is doubting. The tomb is defiled. The children are crawling because faith is crippled. Death, depression, doubt, defilement, crippling, crawling faith. It's just what the adversary likes. It's just what the adversary wants, and it's precisely what our Savior needs. What do you mean, Pastor Darren? I mean that if you are in that location in your spiritual life, if you have found yourself where you can't go forward and you can't move beyond this point, and again, I'm preaching something that I've lived, and I'm preaching something that my wife has lived, and we have been to that place where it feels like that our faith is crippling and crawling, and there's depression and doubt and defilement, and we can't move forward. And the adversary is saying, I've got them now. I've got you now. You're not going to make it any further. That's precisely what Jesus needs. Jesus needs that because he knows that if you are in that place, you can't do it on your own, and you finally realized it. You can't make it on, you can't take the next step by yourself, and he realizes that. And so you and I, we have to come to the revelation that as long as things are possible, 
they remain in my control. I've got a revelation. I understand that as long as I know what's going on and A plus B equals C and I can make it and take it and, and produce it and do it all, it's in my control. But when I come to the revelation that, oh, wow, this is not in my control, you finally got to take a step where you say, You've walked into the doctor's office and the bad report has come. You've got to go. I'm going to keep on trying to do it myself. I'm going to try to control it myself. Or I'm going to put it in the hands of the Lord. There's issues in the family that the counselor can't fix, that you can't fix, and you don't know what you're going to do. And We heard some teaching this week, and it was talking about the hotlines, and it was talking about all these things you can call for depression and issues and problems in the mind and all of those things. But as Brother Jordan preached on Friday night, he talked about the peace that passeth all understanding. I understand, and I, I, I know that doctors and counselors and all of those things can't help, but you and I have got to understand that we've got to take it out of our hands, and we've got to take it out of the, out of the hands of the doctor and the counselor, and we've got to go to the everlasting father the prince of peace he is our counselor we got to put it in the counselor's hand and allow him to do what he can do who is our builder and who is our maker amen who is the one that formed the brain and formed the heart and he formed the legs and the bones and the skin and all of those things and he created them all of the things that happen in the mind, he created all of that. And so we should and we better, yes, most definitely put it in the hands of Jesus Christ. If you're depressed today, if you're hurting today, if you're broken today, if your faith is downtrodden today, we need to come to the revelation that we got a God that can do what he says he can do. And we need to put it in his hands. But a lot of times when we can provide the answer, it's us that get the credit. When we can pay for it with the credit card, it is us that gets the credit. I, I did this. I made this happen. If, we can, if it can be fixed by medicine, it's the doctor that gets the credit. If it can be changed and taken care of by the lawyer, it's the lawyer that gets the credit. If the banker is the one that provides the loan, it's the banker that gets the credit. But Jesus, Jesus needs to be given the opportunity. We need to come to the revelation that Jesus is the one that can supply Amen. I'm not saying don't go to the banker. I'm not saying don't go to the doctor. I am saying that we need to get the revelation as men and women of God. Yes, that are in the house. We better come to the revelation that he supplies all our needs. I know I've said this scripture and it's kind of been my candy stick for years and years. And it will probably be until my demise or Jesus comes back. But he knows the plans that he has for you. They're of good and not of evil to give you an expected end. You better believe that I'm going to have a revelation that God, you can do it all. 
You've thought about it before I even thought about it. You put it together before I even put it together. So, Lord, I'm placing all of it into your hands. John 11. John 11 and verse 23. Jesus saith unto her, Thy brother shall rise again. Listen to what she says. Martha saith unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Martha did not know what she was talking or who she was talking to. She didn't know what she was talking to. So that revelation that we need to get as men and women of God, when we kneel our knee or put our knee on the floor, we raise our hands in prayer, who are we talking to? Who is it that we're conversating with? Who is it that we're praying to? We are praying to Jesus Christ, the righteous. We are praying to the author and the finisher of our faith. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. I am is not the second person in the fictitious trinity. You're talking to the way maker when there seemeth to be no way. You're talking to the King of kings and the Lord of all lords. That's who we're talking to. We truly, as men and women of God, especially in this apostolic movement, we need to understand who it is that we serve, who it is that we're talking to, who it is that is our Savior. Exodus chapter 3, if you have your Bibles, you may be seated. And Moses saith unto God, Behold, when I come unto the children of Israel and shall say unto them, The God of your fathers hath sent me unto you. And they shall say to me, What is his name? What shall I say unto them? And God said unto Moses, oh, It's just this dude. No. I am that I am. He said, Thus Shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am hath sent me unto you. That's who you're talking to. That's who I am talking to. Sister Bobby, when you're broken and hurting and it's been a bad day of treatments, you're talking to the Lord when you say, Lord, I can't make it on my own. I need your strength. And the presence and the power of God, truthfully, I've seen it in my own wife's life. The presence of God can come in and give you hope and peace and joy in the midst of pain. That is who we're talking to. We're talking to the I am. The I am can do all things. This is not hype. This is not trying to get your response. You and I need to understand who it is that we lift our hands to, who it is that we pray to, who it is that we sing these songs to. It isn't for our entertainment. It's for the King of Kings. It's for the great I am. Praise God. Praise God. Why is it that we need that revelation of who he is? Because too many, too many get overwhelmed. Too many of us, I'm talking to the guy with the microphone. Too many of us get overwhelmed with what's going on in our life when we have the I am at our disposal. Truthfully. He is an ever-present in the what? 
in the time of need, the time of distress, the time of trouble. That's who we're talking to. Or, or we don't believe this book. He is the I am. That is a revelation that every person in this place we must grab a hold of in this last and closing hour. Why? Because so many are saying, you need to turn to this. You need to turn to that. You need to go here. You need to go there. No, we need to go to the I am. We need to go to the one. When we talk to him, we know he answers. We know he does a work. We know he is a wheel in the middle of the wheel. He answers by fire. That's the one we're talking to. Somebody say revelation. What can he do? What can he do? It's a revelation that we need to have. <laughs> I like it when you preach with me, Brother Trevor, because you, tell, you talk about my next point. I like it. He can do all things. All things are possible with him. And when we, what, believe, it's not us. It's us believing in what he can do. We read the book. It's very simple. It's a simple gospel. When we read the book, we can see from his stories in this book what he can do. He can still do it today. He is the same. He's the same. You and I change. He doesn't change. Our faith in him changes, but he don't change. When issues and problems arise and stuff comes in, if you got a revelation, it doesn't alter your revelation. But if you don't have a revelation, then you, you start moving and shaking and winds of doctrines and people saying, well, if God was really real, this wouldn't happen. If God was real, then he wouldn't allow that to happen to you. No, 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 no. He is the same God that he's always been. He's the same God. He'll always be the same God. Our trust must be in him and what he can do. Listen to what he says in verse 25. It's pretty awesome. He says this, though he were dead, though he were dead, he shall live. What? He's telling you what he can do. He's telling me what he can do. When you have a dead situation, why wait for the miracle when you can have it right now? She's saying, well, you know, it's going to, one day down here when he rises from the dead, then that's when it's going to happen. But he's saying, no, he's going to live again right now. So what we got to do is when we got an impossible situation, well, it'll be better one of these days when, when I'm in heaven. You've heard people say that. Like, I, and I, I've said it myself. Oh, man, I can't wait to go to heaven. There's going to be no more pain. There's not going to be hurt. There's going to be none of that stuff. There's going to be no issues in life. He is one that gives us joy, unspeakable, and full of glory. Is that for in heaven or is that for right now? Amen. When he stood on the bow of the boat, did he say, peace be still when you're in heaven? Or was the storm going on and he stood on the bow of the boat and said, peace be still. 
Did the storm stop right then or was that for future time when it was going to stop in heaven when everybody died and everybody was... No, he said peace be still right then. Ladies and gentlemen, why wait? Why wait for victory at resurrection when you can have victory right now? Why wait for peace at resurrection when he is the peace giver right now? Why wait for joy someday beyond the blue when he can give peace right now? He's either the one that gives peace that passes all understanding right now or he's not. His word declares that he is. Give us revelation of what you can do right now in 2023. Give us revelation in our spirit. Give us revelation in our heart. Give us revelation in our church that miracles, signs, and wonders will come to pass right now, Jesus. Praise God. You may be seated. Wouldn't it be sad? Wouldn't it be horrible? If people go to the grave believing he might do this later. We need now faith. We need now faith that says in Psalms 46 and 1, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. We need now faith. Does anybody need God to do something right now? Stand to your feet. You need him. You've got some trouble. You've got some issues. You've got some stuff going on. You need God to do something right now. Man, look around. We're all in good company. Amen. Look around, ladies and gentlemen. We're in good company. If we'll realize what he can do, if we'll understand that he can do it right now, I believe it. If we'll have faith as the grain of a mustard seed, the mountain's going to be removed. The pain's going to go away. The sickness will be destroyed. It's nothing that we can do. It's only what God can do. But we must have faith right now that he can do it. Hear me, I don't, want, I don't want there to be hype. I want there to, people to understand that we serve a God that can do it today. He can minister to you today. He can transform your life today. He can fix the problem today. But you and I got to have faith that he can do it. Listen to what Martha said. If you would have been here. And then, he, then she says, he shall rise at the last day. The only thing she had to say about the present, the only thing that she had to, to conversate with Jesus about the very moment was, he stinks. I mean, you're talking to the creator. Who are we talking to? We're talking to the one that breathed life. Oh, I'm about to preach right now. The one that breathed life. The one that created and formed everything. She knew. She understood. But something happened. We get overwhelmed by the waves and the issues of life. And we forget who we're talking to. And we forget of what he can do. We, can, we forget about the stuff that he's done and that he can continue to do. And all we have to say to Jesus is, man, I'm in a stinking situation right now. Man, this stinks. This is horrible. This is a mess. Why has this got to happen to me? Why has this got to happen to my family? Why do I got to be going through this? I love it. A preacher preached, brother, uh, a 
Popka, Florida. I can't remember his name off the top of my head right now. But anyway, he preached a message a long time ago. The stink doesn't stop him. The stink isn't a roadblock. It is a pathway. And it never frustrates him. So don't let it frustrate you. Don't let it foil you. Don't let it mess up your life. It didn't frustrate God. It ain't going to frustrate you. Make up in your mind. God, you can do it. God, you can make it happen. God, I know that you're able. It's not motivational speaking. It's not you're trying to push yourself in a positive attitude. That's not what I'm doing. What I'm trying to help us understand today is what the Word of God says. The Word of God tells us that He's an ever-present help. The Word of God says if we know who He is and believe in what He can do, He'll do it. That's what His Word declares to you and me. So let's make up in our mind that I'm going to believe it. Man, we believe everything else. Why don't we believe chapter and verse what the scripture says? Why don't we put our nose in the book and say, man, it says it. I believe it. I've said that for years. you got to have revelation, ladies and gentlemen. we got to get it for ourselves. I believe that you can. Praise God. You may be seated. What we need to be. Revelation. What we need to be. They were. They made him supper. And Martha. Served. We need more. Earmarked servants. That love. What they have. What they do. And what they belong to. Amen. We need to. Know what we love. We need to. This is what I'm doing. This is what I'm a part of. I belong to the body of Christ. I belong to Jesus Christ. This is what I need to do. It's got to be a made up mind. Exodus chapter 21. Exodus chapter 21 and verse 5. And if the servant shall plainly say, I love my master, my wife, my children, I will not go out free. Then his master shall bring him unto the judges. He shall also bring him to the door or unto the doorpost. And his master shall bore his ear through with an owl. And he shall serve him forever. This is where I stand and I ain't moving. This is what I'm going to do. All hell may break loose, but I'm standing right here with you, Jesus. I'm here to serve you come hell, come high water, come rain, sleet, snow, storm, delayed flights, messed up life, messed up things, bad diagnosis. I'm right here, Jesus, and I ain't going anywhere. I'm here to serve you with gladness. I'm here to serve you with joy. I'm here to, you're my help. I know where my help comes from, and I'm not going anywhere. I got my ear bored through. I'm staying right here, Jesus. Too many times when issues and problems come, we go running away. Where can I find some help? Your help comes from Jesus. Be excited about who you serve. Be excited about what he can do. Believe and know that he's able to do it. Oh, clap your hands under the Lord, all you people. And shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Let him know, Lord, I'm here to serve you. I'm excited about serving you. I ain't going anywhere, Jesus. You're my builder. You're my maker. You're my king. You're my help.
and I know where my help comes from. Somebody say Revelation. Revelation. What we need to do, John 12 and verse 3. You may be seated. Then took Mary and poured ointment of spikenard, very costly, an ointment, anointed his feet, the feet of Jesus, and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the odor of the ointment. Judas called this sacrifice a waste. Mary called it worship. Our sacrifice must become our worship. Amen. We've got to have a sacrifice of worship. Spikner, just listen to me for a moment, was a costly oil extracted from dried roots and stems of nard that had a sweet smell. Nard is an herb in Asia that grows many spikes on a single root. The spikes produce clusters of pink flowers. When these flowers and roots were cut, dried, and crushed, and squeezed, their life became worship. The difference, hear me, if you're going to write anything down or tweet anything or hashtag anything, I guess it would be something to do it with. The difference between sacrifice and worship is the fragrance that fills the room. Praise God. The difference between sacrifice and worship is the fragrance that fills the room. We need to make up in our mind as men and women of God, we are here to give a sacrifice of praise with our life. Let a revelation come to your spirit and to your heart. I know what I need to do, Jesus. I need to pour out my life upon your feet. I need to pour out my life upon your head. I need to make sure I'm here to worship you and to honor you with everything inside of me. It needs to be worship with your life. Not on Sunday and Wednesday. And not on special revival services. But you've made up in your mind, Sister Judy. I love you because you have shown me as a child of God I'm not going anywhere. i got my ear bored through. You've gone through hell and high water in your life. But you've made up in your mind. I know where my help comes from. I know who I'm talking to on every morning. I know when I pick up my, oh man, I'm about to preach right now. She knows that no matter when people get wayward and a sheep goes astray, I'm staying right here. I know who I'm talking to for years and years and years. And in the lobby today is a miracle because she's made up her mind. I'm staying right here and I ain't going anywhere. Brother Dustin's in the house because of a praying mom that made up her mind. I'm not going anywhere. I know who I'm talking to. I know what I need to do. It don't matter what all the mess and the things are going on around me. What I'm going to do is put one foot in front of the other. And I'm going to serve you in my life. I'm going to worship you in my life. My life is going to be a living sacrifice. She got a revelation a long time ago. of Who Jesus was and what he can do. And what she needed to do. So I encourage you today. Make up in your mind. I'm staying right here. I'm going to not go anywhere. I'm going to lift my voice. I'm going to magnify him. I'm going to make sure I worship him in the good and in the bad. I'm going to make sure I don't go anywhere. Jesus, I got a revelation of who you are. Somebody say he can do it. 
Praise God. You may be seated. I'm coming to a close if our musicians want to come. Reception, revelation, and reception. John chapter 12 and verse 2. Lazarus was one of them that sat at the table with him. When work and worship are in the house, a witness will be at the table. When work and worship are in the house, a witness will be at the table. Jesus said in Luke 24, verses 49 and 50, go to Jerusalem. I want you to hear this as I close, please. Go to Jerusalem and ye shall receive the promise and the power. <laughs> and he, he led them out as far as unto Bethany. If he wanted them in Jerusalem, why did he leave them in Bethany? He wanted them, and I'm going to be personal today. He wanted you and me. He wanted them to go to a certain place, and he pulled his hands back, and he wanted to watch them step on their own. He wanted to watch them have faith on their own. He wanted to watch them believe on their own. They took more than steps. They took leaps, as we read in Luke chapter 24 and verse 52. And they worshiped him, listen, and returned to Jerusalem with joy. Amen. Great joy. And were continually in the temple praising and blessing and then we find ourselves in Acts chapter 2 and verse 1. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come. Now, I don't read it and didn't refer to it, but I will right now. There are a lot of people that didn't make it. There are a lot of people that got sidetracked with giving praise and worship with their life and with their physical body in church and the temple. They lost it. They weren't going to do it. Something got more important. Something else was, was, man, I don't know if it's going to happen. I don't know if this promise is going to come. I don't know if these things are going to take place. We find some in Acts 2 and verse 1. When the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. I want you to think about that scripture right there, just that verse 1. Listen to what it says. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. It wasn't all of them. Amen? There was a whole lot more. There was a ton more that didn't make it, but all that got revelation of who was talking to them. They got revelation. What he says, that stuff's going to happen. I don't understand all this promise and all this stuff that's going to take, going to happen. But I've been around him long enough. 
I've heard about him long enough. He's come through for Joe Bob over, the, over, over there and Sister Susie over there and, and over there. He came, came through for that person. He's going to come through for me. I'm going to see it happen. I'm going to be a part of it. So I'm making up in my mind, Jesus, you take me where you want to take me. You lead me where you want to lead me. You led me right here. Now I'm making the decision to go the rest of the way. I've, you've done enough, Jesus. I'm going to where you want me to go. You've pointed it out. You've given me the direction. I am going that way. Acts chapter 2. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all in one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared to them clothing tongues like as of fire. And it set up on each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. When you and I get revelation... We're going to be able to receive him. There's going to be a place of a reception. And I'm telling you, he'll come in. When you get ready, when you and I do what we need to do, and we place out that red carpet, and we make the, the table open for him to come in, he's going to bring a smorgasbord. He's going to bring all the things that need to be at a reception. He's going to bring everything that needs to be there. But you and I got to give him praise with our life. There needs to be commitment. There needs to be a solid made-up mind that I'm not going to be wavered. I'm not going to the left nor to the right. I'm not going to give mind to the winds of doctrines that are out there. But what I am doing, I have made up my mind. I got revelation, and I'm going to be a part of the reception. Stand to your feet all across the building. The great Blondin was the first person to cross Niagara Falls on a tripod. One trip, he stopped and he lowered a rope below and someone in a boat attached a beverage to the rope and he pulled it up and he drank it. As he approached the other side, he paused, balanced, and did a backward somersault. The crowd went wild. On the other side of the rope, he rode a bicycle, crossed blindfolded, walked on stilts, went with his hands and his feet bound. He ran, danced, bounced, stood on his head. He carried an iron stove, cooking utensils and dishes to the center of the rope. He balanced the stove, lit the fire, and he cooked an omelet. The most amazing feat was when he pushed a wheelbarrow to the edge of the rope and he asked the crowd if they believed he could push a man across in the wheelbarrow. The crowd. When you read about it, the crowd erupted with a definite unified, yes! And then Brother Jordan, he pointed to one of his champions of yes and said come get in faith is more ladies and gentlemen than believing it is doing what Jesus Christ is asking you to do and he's asking you and he's asking me he's asking truth church to step in 
be more than just the one that says, yes, God, I believe you can. Yes, God, I got revelation. Yes, God, you can do it from the sidelines. No. Let's step in, ladies and gentlemen. Do we truly as a body of Christ have a revelation of who we talk to on a daily basis? Do we have a revelation of God doing what he says he can do? Do we believe in the God that we serve? Do you believe that the Holy Ghost is real? Do you believe that it, what God says, that it is joy unspeakable and full of glory, it can give people joy? Do you believe that the God that we serve can give peace in your mind and my mind that passes all understanding? Let's get in the wheelbarrow. Come on, let's talk about what God can do. Let's believe what God can do. Let's trust in Him with our life. And when the going gets rough and when the issues arise and problems begin to come in, I know who I'm talking to. You, you grab Brother Austin by the hand and you say, Brother Austin, listen, he can do it. I know you're going through mess. I know there's problems, but he can do it. I can remember, and I don't mean to embarrass you, I remember many years ago now, Sister Debbie, there were some issues in life, wasn't there? There were some problems that were happening. It hadn't all got better all the way. But I know there were some job issues. And there was things she didn't know, what am I going to do? And she looked at me and, and I just believed the book. And I grabbed her hand and I said, I don't know. I just believe he can. I believe he's going to do it. And God did it. God made a way where there seemed to be no way. Because listen to me, I'm not just the guy in the green suit up here screaming and hollering and sweating just because that's what I want to do. I am doing this because I believe in the God that I serve. I believe that he can change people. I believe he can change situations. I believe he can make all things new. He can help you with your relationships. He can help you with your pain. He can give you that joy. He can make a family that didn't all believe and worship together. He can bring them together. He can cause marriage. I, I see people shaking their head. He can do it. Do we believe in who we're talking to? Do we believe he can do what he says he can do? Ladies and gentlemen, let's make sure we have revelation. And let's make sure we're ready. We have an open place for him to come in. Lord, you got a reception right here. You can come right here. We're rolling out the red carpet for you to do what you say you can do. You have a move of God right here. I'm right here in the middle of it. I'll serve. I'll do what you want me to do. I'll tell people about you. Come on, ladies and gentlemen. Get in the wheelbarrow. Our prayer partners will come right now. If you have a need in this place, you have a need in your body and in your life, you have a hurt, a pain, you need Jesus to do a work in your life, I want you to come. I want you to respond to this word I preach today. God's going to build your faith. And you're going to have a revelation. I'm going to step in, Lord. I'm going to step in because I believe you can do what you say you can do. I believe, Lord, you're going to do it today. I believe there's peace that's coming into my life. I believe, Lord, that joy is coming. I believe salvation is coming to me right now, Lord. You told them. You, you said, hey, get, right here's Bethany. As far as I'm going, you got to go the rest of the way. And 120 made the trip to the upper room. And because they began to give praise with their life because they came together unified in worship and honor unto the Lord. He met them and showed them, I can fill you with my spirit. I am the comforter that is here that I promised you would come. 
And I'm here to give you that help and that hope today. Would you lift your hands to him all across the building as our praise team begins to sing. If you need prayer, our prayer partners are here. They're here to anoint you with oil. If you just want to respond to the word of God today, I ask that you come. I ask that you lift your voice. I ask that you believe that God can meet you today. Lord, I'm gaining revelation today. Lord, I am getting revelation from this word that you are the God of the Bible. You are the God. You're the builder and the maker of my life. You're the one that gives peace and joy and help. I believe it, Lord. Come on, lift your voice to him. Lift your voice to him. Lift your voice to him. Honor him right now. Let joy come in.